0: TED Audio Collective. In America, our urban spaces are in desperate need of updating. They need newer and better infrastructure, more green spaces and improved climate resilience, more affordable housing, and the list goes on. But it often feels like any attempt to address these issues comes in the form of private development. And that comes with its own set of problems. So what's the answer? My guest today says maybe it's not just buying back the block, but doing it via blockchain. Blockchain is basically a super secure way to process transactions. Need a pothole fixed, a commercial space rezoned, or even just a permit to host a neighborhood street fair These matters could potentially be resolved and moved out of the sticky red tape of government bureaucracy with just a quick discussion in a Discord group chat and a series of smart contracts on the blockchain. I'm Sherelle Dorsey, and this is TED Tech. Experimental urbanist Scott Fitzsimmons looked at these same issues and came up with a new solution, a decentralized autonomous organization, or a DAO, which is kind of like a co-op for the crypto era. In a moment, you'll hear directly from Fitzsimons about how this played out when he and 5,000 co-owners bought a parcel of land in Wyoming.
1: This show is brought to you by Schwab. You're here because you like to keep a pulse on trends in technology. Well... all in a few clicks. Schwab Investing Themes is not intended to be investment advice or a recommendation of any stock or investment strategy. Learn more at schwab.com slash
0: thematic investing. Support for TED Tech comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is an all-in-one management software with apps for every business need.
2: Hackers and cyber criminals have always held this kind of special fascination.
1: Obviously, I can't tell you too much about what I do. It's a game. Who's the best hacker? And I was like, well, this is child's play.
2: I'm Dina Temple-Raston, and on the Click Here podcast, you'll meet them and the people trying to stop them.
0: We're not afraid of the attack. We're afraid of the creativity and the intelligence of the human being behind it.
2: Click Here, stories about the people making and breaking our digital world. AI machine satellite engine ignition. Click here and lift off. Click here every Tuesday and Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. How do you start a new city? Turns out, it's not easy. You need to survey terrain, get permission from a state, buy land, convince people to move there, and until Elon Musk gets us to Mars, land is a finite resource. And the good spots are probably all taken, but what if we could start smaller, like really small, and just post on Twitter? (laughs) That's what I did, because it allowed me to find people all over the world willing to help me figure it out. My new internet friends and I started a group chat, pooled cryptocurrency, researched locations, and three months later, we bought 40 acres of land near Yellowstone National Park in Wyoming. Now, we had a piece of land, a pool of money, and a lot of decisions to make collectively. That's why we decided to start a DAO, or a decentralized, autonomous organization called CityDAO. A DAO is an internet native, blockchain governed, collectively owned organization working towards a shared mission. Most DAOs pool cryptocurrency in a treasury where members vote on how it's used. In a traditional company, a CEO works with executives to set the direction, the budgets, and hands priorities down the org chart to be implemented. In a DAO, members act as peers, contributing capital, proposing and working on projects, and making decisions as a group. Top-down management is replaced By blockchain-based rules encoded in smart contracts. For example, funding a project if a proposal passes. If a traditional company succeeds, most of the wealth will accrue to a few founders, some early employees, and investors who are generally already higher net worth. A DAO is a sort of crypto co-op, giving a wider group of people the opportunity to own a piece, participate in management, and share in the potential upside. CityDAO grew out of my frustrations dealing with city bureaucracy and red tape while building a startup that helps cities better utilize their empty parking lots. It took us over three months to get a permit just to sell parking in San Francisco, and it was an archaic, bureaucratic nightmare. Things like putting a parking lot to higher and better use, which my urbanist self really wants to do, like you know, build a food truck park, logistics hub, maybe even new housing, a farmer's market. These things are also really tedious, can take months, years, or even just be illegal due to zoning laws. CityDAO was among the first DAOs brave enough to buy land. Um, And, you know, speaking of bureaucracy, it took us over a month to do so under the current system. We had to find an agent, coordinate tours, make offers, wait for counteroffers, put down a deposit, form an LLC, fill out paperwork. At CityDAO, we imagine an on-chain city where things like permitting, Budgets, laws, deeds, and records, they're all just transparent on a blockchain, and smart contracts can speed up the transactions and reduce bureaucracy. Let me give you an example. Things that used to take weeks, like buying or selling land or taking a loan out against your property, that could happen in seconds through a smart contract. DAOs are financial flash mobs, often organizing seemingly overnight in pursuit of an idea. They usually start out as a few people who have a big vision but realize it will take a large collective effort to get it done. So they usually start the community in a group chat server. The most common is called Discord. We use Discord for weekly community calls where people can share ideas and debate proposals. In the server, channels are set up around teams and projects. Instead of a formal boss, each team has an elected facilitator who holds regular meetings. People can contribute to the DAO full-time, part-time, but one of the most common ways is through bounties, where you hop in and out of the DAO, taking on small tasks and contributing where you can. Most DAOs raise some initial funding by selling a governance token that gives holders voting rights over DAO activities. You can either buy these tokens on the open market using a cryptocurrency like Ethereum, or you can earn them by contributing to the DAO. For example, things like designing a logo, researching, or writing some code. At CityDAO, we raised over $6 million from 5,000 people through our governance token called citizenship. Citizens get to vote in things like where our next piece of land will be located. DAOs have been called group chats with a bank account. And I know what you're thinking. Scott, sharing a bank account with my significant other is already hard enough. Now you're telling me I have to share one with 5,000 people on the internet? Well... It's not that bad. Blockchain helps fix this. So, funds live in a public blockchain treasury where anyone can audit income and spending. And anytime spending or money transfers are involved, the DAO approves it through a proposal. Typically written by a DAO member, a proposal starts as an idea that gets debated and is put to a vote of the token holders. For example, one of the first proposals at CityDAO was, of course, which piece of land to buy. The Dow debated must-haves, nice-to-haves, and DAO contributors combed through Wyoming land listings and narrowed it down to the top three, outlining the pros and cons of each and presenting the final proposal to the DAO for a vote. We voted to acquire Parcel Zero near Cody, Wyoming, chosen for being close to an airport, having an on-site well for water access, and of course, the most important criterion of all being near Kanye West. <laughs> okay, okay, that wasn't really in the criteria, but it just so happens our piece of land in Wyoming is not far from Kanye's own Cody Ranch. The next steps at CityDAO are things like voting on what gets built on the land and who gets to use it when. Some other, uh, some other proposals floating around are things like buying a piece of land in the Amazon for conservation or building out a network of DAO-owned spaces where citizens can visit at any time, a decentralized city, perhaps. Today, we're seeing DAOs do all kinds of really interesting things together. They're building products, they're investing in startups, they're buying art and assets, they're funding research and raising money. Let's take a look at some examples. Constitution DAO raised over $47 million in seven days an attempt to buy an original U.S. Constitution copy. It usually takes longer than seven days just to set up a company and open a bank account. Kraushouse is buying an NBA team and links Dow a golf course. Dow members will likely get to participate in key things like who's coaching the team or where the golf course gets built. PleaserDAO collects art and digital assets like NFTs. They recently purchased the only copy in existence, of an unreleased Wu-Tang Clan album, and DAO members are now the only people in the world who can legally listen to it. Vector DAO is a collective of designers shaking up the agency model where DAO members get ownership in each project they work on. In DAOs like Meta Cartel and Seed Club, members review submissions from promising startups and projects and decide on which ones to fund. VitaDAO is funding research, and more recently, Ukraine DAO raised over $6 million to donate towards the Ukrainian defense effort. It's still early for DAOs, and they certainly aren't for everything. They require a level of consensus building and might move slower than a company who has a boss who can just call the shots. After all, Constitution DAO was outbid at Sotheby's Auction House by the CEO of Citadel, and some say the transparency and decentralization made it hard for the DAO to coordinate And win the auction. And while traditional corporate structures are battle-tested, DAOs are a new type of entity that can find themselves in uncharted regulatory waters. To help solve some of these issues, states like Wyoming are putting laws on the books that recognize DAOs. And we actually used one of these laws uh, to buy our first piece of land at CityDAO. That's why it's in Wyoming. Once we work out the kinks, DAOs have the potential to increase economic opportunity and allow more people to share in the upsides of ownership. Things like real estate, sports teams, fine art, these are things that would typically be owned by a single high net worth individual that today DAOs are buying and democratizing. Imagine if the next social network or ride hailing app were a DAO. And each time you posted valuable content or put in late nights driving, you got little pieces of ownership in that platform. And since ownership means voting rights in DAOs, you can use your new voting power to propose changes to the platform if you think that there's a fairer or better way to do things. Agriculture enabled us to live in cities. The internet let us share information globally. And today, DAOs let us work together trust each other, and coordinate in a fairer way on larger-scale problems than ever before. And maybe a DAO can even build the next great city. Thank you. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline?
0: Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click, 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 click. Writers block?
2: Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. Canva. Yeah.
1: This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts.
0: As a technologist, I appreciate Fitzsimmons' ambition, specifically his approach to how these frameworks could change the way we engage with our cities, and how that will transform our cities to work more efficiently. Projects like CityDAO really are breaking new ground when it comes to our conceptions of ownership and collectivism. They open new roads to wealth building for people who can't afford to buy land on their own, and they create new incentives. For collaboration on a large scale. Remember Wyoming? But as with any shiny new technology, the how is just as important as the what. In this case, that means how will this be implemented on a larger scale? And I point this out not to be a naysayer, but because my experience with the civic engagement process leads me to believe that solving big city issues cannot be relegated to technology alone especially when we consider that not all of our neighbors will have the resources, know-how, or technology to participate in a project like CityDAO. I think about my 89-year-old grandfather, who might be in favor of implementing more speed bumps in his neighborhood, but will certainly not sit on a Discord channel to voice his concerns for fast cars peeling down the street in front of his home. If DAO cities are the future... We'll need to prioritize access routes for people like my grandfather, if we want them to live up to the democratic ideals that Fitzsimmons is leading with. It will need to rethink the voting infrastructure, which now requires that people earn voting tokens, either by purchasing them or contributing labor. That's not necessarily accessible to all residents who may not have the time or resources to exchange for what is essentially citizenship on the blockchain. New technologies also introduce new problems. CityDAO itself was recently subject to a hack that cost members $95,000. So, before you join the next DAO you encounter, make sure you understand the potential risks and how to protect yourself. So, while I thoroughly enjoyed Fitzsimmons' talk, I'm not convinced that this city move would be something I would support in my own community. But who knows? Maybe I'll feel different 10 years down the line, especially if my grandfather is still waiting on those speed bumps. TED Tech is part of the TED Audio Collective. This episode was produced by Isabel Carter, who also wrote it with me, Sherelle Dorsey. Our editor is Jimmy Gutierrez, and the show is Fact Checked by Danny Brower. Special thanks to Farah DeGrange for her support as project manager. I'm Sherelle Dorsey. Let's keep digging into the future. Join me next week for more.
1: You're growing a business and you can't afford to slow down.